Hello, friends, and welcome to CP Sports as usual. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Pat. And happy Thursday to everybody out there. We had a, a pretty hectic week. It's going to be a little unorganized show, but we're just going to dip into it. I never really got around to getting into it because lots of things came up. Pat has something to do tomorrow as well, so we figured we'd just record it today and drop it today. So we hope you like it. Um, this episode is going to be dedicated to one of the realest, coolest dogs I've ever met. The meat sauce god. <laughs> R.P. Virgil. Ole Anderson, too, also passed this week. The day before, Wow! actually, Virgil, which is crazy. Um, it's unfortunate, but as, as some of y'all may know him as Virgil, Mike Jones, the meat sauce god, as we know him. He had a, he had a different name, too. Yeah, he, I forget I what, what it was, but that was when he was... Vincent? Oh, yeah, that was the WCW Yeah, one. that's what I was saying. But yeah. I, some, I, I some thought you were talking about before when he was doing his own thing back in the day before, you know, Ted DiBiase and all uh, that yeah, crap. Well, yeah, but I'm just virtual, <laughs> and, but I'm sure people may remember him as Vincent, too. So, And uh, also, we dedicate this episode to one of the realest dogs I've ever had in my life, and uh, that would be uh, Bat Hound. Unfortunately, got hit today, got loose, and and uh, I found him in the road, and I had to bring him back home. And it was on my way to go pick up Pat, so I stopped and had to had to pick him up. He was still breathing. Stopped as soon as I got home, and ended up having to bury him. So this one's for you, Bat Hound. R.I.P. Bathound. But uh, let's get into it. So we were we were talking about the Elimination Chamber last week, and we made our predictions, and our predictions were completely right. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Every single one. I think anybody could have predicted what was going to happen. <laughs> but, I yeah. Mean, yeah, but for the podcast, we were definitely right. Spot on. So we had, um, what did they open it up with? They opened it up with the women's. Oh, no. They had the Kabuki Warriors on the yeah, pre-show. Versus, That's uh, right. Indy and forget her name. All the Candice uh, LeRae. Candice LeRae. <laughs> it's because they're just an odd <laughs> tag team. Like that. Yeah, I I feel like Indy should just be doing her own thing. Exactly. But, I mean, they're I guess they're trying to keep the whole thing they had in NXT going these days. So that might be why. But of course, the Kabuki Warriors won. Yeah. We figured that much. Um after that they opened the show up with the women's elimination chamber match, which was Becky Lynch, Bianca, Liv, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. Now this match was was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um I didn't enjoy a lot of the stuff that Liv herself did. There was quite a bit of, you know, stutter steps and things like that that, that lives I I've feel like myself Liv is known for because I've seen it all the time from her and it's it's unfortunate yeah it's cool you know she has a story and but I, I've, I'm not a fan of her work yeah I mean I just this is my biased opinion I feel like they they only book her because the fans like her yeah and I guess it's there's quite a bit of people that like her. I noticed that yeah, on the internet. A lot of bit of people day. like yeah. her. And, and I'm sure it's because of the way she looks, not because of the way she wrestles. It could be. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know, but I'm just not a fan of of her too much. I it's not saying anything like bad about her or wishing anything bad. It's just I'm not a fan. That's all that is. It I, I still want to see her prosper like anybody yeah. else. But um, they did boo her in Perth because she pinned my girl Tiffany Stratton and got her out the match. And it was Tiffy time during the whole match when she came <laughs> out, yo. Uh, yeah, she really, it was great. I mean, Chris has always been a fan of her, but like I just started really like looking at her stuff. But she really shined for her first... like pay-per-view on a on the main roster like this with 
I loved her. Uh, and I love her like conceited personality. Oh, yeah. It's great. It fits her perfectly. Yeah, it's like like it's it's awesome. But I really loved how like how beautiful her. Uh, what was it? it? Wasn't a moonsault. You're talking about the. When she jumped off the top of the pod. The prettiest moonsault. The prettiest moonsault. But it, yeah. I just love how I just it's a front moonsault. Because she, uh, it wasn't backwards at all. Was it? She, I can't remember what she did from the pod. She honestly. did. She did like a front moonsault, but I loved how like her hang time, like how she tucked just at the right time so she could turn her whole body. I was like, oh, okay. I was yeah. like, yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, I think you're talking about like the corkscrew. Yeah, that something she like does. that. But like okay. she, she just like I got you. she jumped and then like right before she fell, she tucked her body so she could mm-hmm. you know swing her momentum. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah, she even, like, as soon as she got called, everybody started chanting Tiffy time. She did those, uh, those hands, they call them handspring elbows, right? When yeah. she does the flips and stuff. Those were beautiful, by the way, on, on both, uh, it was Liv, I believe, and someone else, wasn't it? But she did yeah. two of them because they were in the corners. Um, now, we thought Becky Lynch would win this one. Yeah, and that is exactly what happened. I didn't notice that they gave Raquel a little of the spotlight, you know, showing off her strength, things like that. So that's that's nice to see that they're they're playing off of everybody's strengths, and you know, showcasing it in a way where it doesn't really take away from the match. So I I did enjoy that match, but as we thought it was going to be, is is what happened. Um, like I said, I would have rather had someone else go over, but there's that story there with Becky Lynch. The fans love Becky Lynch. Absolutely love Becky Lynch. She's the man. So, I mean, of course, this is what we're going to get at Rumble or at uh, Mania now, but uh, I don't want to give away. Well, I guess screw it. We said it. We were right on all of them, but she'll be taking on Rhea at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, which, which is, I think it's gonna be a good match. Will she beat Rhea? Most likely, um, probably not. I, I don't, don't know. think so. We'll I see. Don't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take the belt off Rhea. That's just me though. But that's because she's like she's a major star. I mean, I guess she doesn't need the belt because either way, people are gonna be flocking to the events to see people like Rhea and people like Becky. Obviously, she doesn't even have the title, but you know, people are there specifically to see these people yeah so they're gonna put some butts in seats it's just not one person yeah you know it's two people or the ones who's gonna be bringing the money in so exactly and uh from there we saw the judgment day defend their titles against pete dunn and tyler Bate. and exactly what i thought was gonna happen about the whole little strong boy gimmick happened yeah you know he picked up damian priest swung him around i didn't care for it I just feel like hmm. Damian Priest should be more of a domineering character. Which he was. That that man. Well, yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of that match. I'm not lie. It was a. Big it, it's just little things like that 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 kind of get to me sometimes. But it's not like it took away from the whole match. Yeah, it's not like they overdid it. Yeah. So that was a good thing. But like all, I don't know, man. That that was a pretty good match. I really do like the new Catch Republic as a team. And I I just. I knew that they were going to have a really good match with Finn and Damien because mm-hmm. those dudes, depending on who they are in the ring with, they they can go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you really don't see the Judgment Day go all out like they did for this match. Yeah, they really did. And it was like kind of a last minute kind of win type deal. It seemed like it wasn't like um, they were just dominating the whole time. It was, it was well balanced, in other words. And, uh, of course, the Judgment Day went over. As we figured they would... Uh, from there, we saw the men's elimination chamber, which was surprising, and I was happy because Rhea and Nia were going to main event. That's awesome. So we saw Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. What did you think about Logan Paul drawing on the, the chamber pod? That was funny. <laughs> At first, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see him right on the pod because I was paying attention to something else. But when I did see Kevin sucks, I was like, "Oh, this dude is childish." He even, he even drew like a little uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, the, the, the like body was super round. It looked like a damn turtle. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> he even, uh, I think, drew horns 
and he like put his head where the horns were. That that, that was pretty funny. And yeah, Logan Paul's pretty comical. I like him. Yeah, that was a, that was a good touch on there. Uh, we saw, you know, Randy Orton get on top of who was it? Bobby Lashley's pod, and he did his pose. Yeah, that and then was after cool. that, when LA Knight came out, he did it on top of <laughs> Randy's pod. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I mean, it. LA Knight looked good in this match. Bobby Lashley looked good in this match. I, I loved how um, Bobby hit that spear it, through the pod on Logan Paul. Yeah, that one looked. That was that nice. Looked I beautiful. mean, I'm surprised that pod didn't break when KO was smashing the heck out of his face. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was like, I like, I like how. I don't know if there's really truly any animosity between the two, but I like how Kevin just sells the hell out of it. Like yeah. he looks like he really does hate Logan yeah. Paul. I mean, he does that with everybody. Yeah, it is so it's so good. But yeah, man, that was that was very funny. And they're, <laughs> I think Ellen and I did something similar too. And they're like, uh, one more time, one more time, or maybe it was still Kevin Owens smashing his face in the thing. I'm not I'm not too sure. <laughs> But uh, we did see, you know, some RKO's out of nowhere a couple times. Um, It came down to the wire. It seemed like LA Knight was was doing well throughout the whole match. Yeah, but you know they got to set up matches for WrestleMania. Uh And, of (laughs) course, one of his old, old TNA friends. Heck, yeah. AJ freaking Styles ended up showing up. I'm AJ freaking Styles. (laughs) I'm a top guy. (laughs) (laughs) That always reminds me of that. uh, Right along. Right along. I love that one. With the the good brothers. Heck, yeah. They got (laughs) that cut out. (laughs) I'm AJ freaking Styles. Oh man, but uh, yeah, AJ Styles came out. He attacked LA Knight with the with the chair, which uh, was the same finish as last year when Logan Paul. Um, I forget who he attacked with the chair during Seth. the chamber. Was it Seth? It was. Was it okay. Seth? It might have been Seth. It sounds. Uh, it sounds about right, but I, I can't remember exactly. I think it was Seth. But. Um, that was a good way, you know, to to make it seem like you know, LA Knight's not weak. Yeah, you know? it didn't make him look bad at all. Yeah, so he got, you know, screwed. That's pretty much the whole premise. And uh, of course, like you said, they got to set up matches for Mania, and that's exactly where I see this one going: is LA yeah, Knight and and AJ Styles at Mania, which is cool because it's uh two like. TNA, TNA guys, and mm-hmm. they they were they were the guy they were some of the guys that made their names in TNA rather than making their names somewhere else and then coming to TNA or or yeah. something like that. So it that is going to be a cool match to see. I love LA Knight. I love his work. I love AJ Styles' work as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that matchup. But of course, after that, you know, Drew McIntyre ended up getting the pin, won the match as we thought. Mm-hmm. Now he could go on to WrestleMania to face uh, Seth Rollins, which we would expect would be Drew winning. But Seth did say something on the Grayson Waller effect before, because that's that's really what opened it, I believe, was the Grayson Waller effect, or it was in the middle, something like something, that. Something it was in the middle. But uh, he had said he's cleared, so oh, he'll be cleared in a few days. That's what he is said. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. He is going to be cleared. We'll see what happens. I, I don't see him uh, going too hard. I think he's medically match. cared to wrestle, but he's still hurt regardless. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see him really going over too much in that match. I, I see them possibly giving it to McIntyre, giving him a little run, uh, keep him hill, keep him hot until CM Punk comes back and tries to wrestle McIntyre for the title because McIntyre is the one who hurt him. So we're getting that summer of punk that we needed. Um, I don't, I can't remember how long he's going to be out. I know they said it's like four to six months. Is it? So, I mean, so around SummerSlam. Yeah, I think so. Right. Mm, Yeah. SummerSlam is, is around that. Like August, September. Yeah. Yeah. So we could see that end up being a, a SummerSlam matchup. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe he comes back at SummerSlam while Drew retains and attacks Drew from behind or something. Or costs him the match or something. Yeah, so we, we'll we see what happens there. 
Uh, McIntyre, I would imagine, will go over on Seth, but that's that's just my opinion. That's, it's going to happen regardless. I mean, he's hurt, dude. I mean, for one. For two, I think he's been going hard for a while, so it's okay for him to... He's had the belt for a, a good amount of time, so, I mean, he established it. Gave it some credibility. How long has it been since like, he had the title? I mean, it's only been like 200 or some days. He's no Roman Reigns, but... Oh, yeah, of course. But I think it's like... It just came out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> almost like 300 days. So, by mania, like 300 or something days. Yeah. Yeah, we could see that. But um, one person that has been champ for a while and has been dominating would be Rhea Ripley. And she ended up going up against Nia Jax in the main event. Which we was we were saying that should be the main event just because of the simple fact that Rhea is coming home, yeah, and they're gonna be going crazy for her, which they did. I had a moment where you know she, I she was talking to her family and stuff, and after she retained, you know, everything going off, every, it it was emotional for me too because it, it was just like that moment where you're just like proud of the person you you've been following all these years, like hey, they finally got their moment right there with their family with everybody they grew up with and everything like that you know they showed they're here so it's it's always nice to see a story like that uh, the match was was pretty good i didn't have any complaints about it there was there was a couple botches from from uh naya but it was nothing too sloppy and you know naya still looks strong Rhea still looks strong uh, naya's actually going after her still we saw that on Raw. She attacked um, Becky. Becky. Uh, a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Becky, Liv, Nia, and Rhea for the title. After Please all, don't. why Liv? I don't know because people like Liv and they want Liv to be in the title picture. I don't understand it myself, but um, that that's that's what people like. But uh, moving forward, we'll go into TNA, which they had their own pay-per-view as well in no surrender uh friday and opening up the the show we saw um who was it i think the the beginning match i'm trying to remember what the beginning match was because this one was like nothing like i thought it was going to be the main event wasn't even the title match the the main title match it was the x division title match but we'll just go down the card because I can't remember exactly what order. But we saw a TNA, a TNA World Title Number One Contendership match against Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian, in which Eric Young won. We, I believe, predicted that one as well, right? We thought Eric Eric Young was going to win against Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, we did say that. Okay, and the unfortunate one that we both wanted to win didn't. Uh, ABC defeated the Grizzled Young Veterans in their oh, best the of three heck? series. Um, it wasn't anything that made the Grizzled Young Vets look weak, but I would have much rather seen the Grizzled Young Vets win. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will eventually. Hopefully, let's let's hope so. But uh, we also saw PCO take on Khan, <sighs> and uh, PCO defeated Khan by DQ. Oh, okay. So. It was just a short, uh, I believe Wait, it was Con? Connor from the oh, Ascension. Okay, I was thinking about no, you not said Con. that last week. Yeah, <laughs> not not that Con, not not ROH six man tag champion Con, not that one. No. Okay. <laughs> but that one was only like four minutes or so before the DQ happened. Uh, MK Ultra ended up retain, uh, regaining their titles against Rosemary and Havoc which was unfortunate i didn't want to see that i i was really happy for decade being back and and yeah i like mk ultra but i i'd rather see masha slamovich uh doing her own thing rather than being in a tag team yeah but i mean maybe this means uh an end for decay i mean they were the death dolls for a little bit where it was just rosemary and havoc and then they changed to decay um whenever they had crazy steve on there and they they brought back the whole decay moniker that that was with um what's his name the monster abyss oh okay. when he was with decay 
but uh, they brought back that name. Crazy Steve is no longer in the picture, don't seem. He did have a match against, um, I forget who, in this in this uh, pay-per-view, but he was only in the pre-show. So I didn't get to catch it. But um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I just feel like Masha Slamovich should, should do, be in a singles contention. Like, she should be going for the title, I feel like. But that's just my opinion. Um, next, we saw Joss Alexander uh, beat Simon Gotch, which was a really good match. I, I love Simon Gotch's work, and I've always enjoyed Josh Alexander as well. Speaking of which, uh, Alexander actually got his contract extended just recently. We hadn't talked about it yet, but uh, I guess he had an option in his contract. He did go up to Anthem and tell him like he would like to negotiate a new contract rather than staying on on the option but they decided to pick up the option instead he says you know he's not mad by no stretch you know it's still a good deal but he just felt that he was worth more yeah i mean he's been going pretty hard past couple years he's been pretty much carrying a lot of the tna weight as well along with you know people like moose jordan grace yeah uh, the Motor BCL, City Machine Guns, <laughs> <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns, all of them, you know. So uh, we also saw the TNA Knockouts World Title Match uh, with Jordan Grace. Or let me—I skipped the TNA World Title Match. Uh, Moose defeated Alex Shelley, of course, in their rematch. No, it wasn't gonna happen, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, I like the—I <clears throat> love the Motor City Machine Guns, but. <laughs> it was it was a, a a different kind of bout. It's called a no surrender mo- rules match. This one, uh, someone holds the towel for you, and if they throw it in, that means cut it off. That's the only the only way the match ends. That's pretty so cool. It was it was really good. They had a, like a no DQ type match. You know, they some of Alex Shelley's people helped in the match, and some of you know moose's people helped in the match so on and so forth so i think they're probably going to keep that going to where it's the i was going to call them the design Hmm. the system against you know shelly and the other guys it it was uh kevin knight and kushida that were out there with him which is weird because uh we didn't see chris saban but he has his own title as well in the x division championship and like i said that one main evented which was odd to me but um after moose beat alex shelley i think it was kushida who threw in the towel i think yeah and it was like a a 20 minute match almost i believe so it was it was a good match it worked out real well uh the stipulation i i don't really watch every um tna pay-per-view so i didn't even I never really watched any no surrender rules match, but that one was interesting, and I was, I was really for it, and it was a good match, and uh, the right person won. I feel like. Uh, from there, we saw the TNA Knockouts World Title match with Jordan Grace and Giselle Shaw, the winner of the Ultimate X match. Yeah, I remember we covered that as well. Yeah, so Giselle and oh, Giselle actually dropped her shantaraj so now she had nobody in the corner to help her out or anything jordan that's Grace. a horrible name but okay i get no, it, it. Isn't. it's punny i love it yeah because you like puns <laughs> corny puns <laughs> but jordan grace defeated giselle shaw after all and ha ha that rhymed i didn't mean to do that <laughs> um Jordan Grace just looked strong throughout the whole thing. Giselle Shaw still played the Hill character, you know, screaming during the match, um, making a scene, tying up in the corner and, you know, getting through the ropes, all that good stuff. So it was it was a good character work from Giselle Shaw. And uh, we saw the TNA X Division title match, which, was, which we didn't talk about because I, I guess I forgot to say something about it. But uh, Mustafa Ali went up against Chris Sabin and defeated Chris Sabin for the X Division Championship. 
And this one was another like 20 minute match itself. How did that win feel for you? <laughs> I was playing. <laughs> yeah, it was inside good. joke. Yeah, inside joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's dope, man, to see Mustafa Ali actually. No, not, I'm gonna say not actually, but you know, finally getting some recognition. He was a great wrestler. He's always been a good wrestler. Yeah, it, it was just. just it was just always like right time right place but also wrong time wrong place for him yeah you know because he could he he was supposed to take kofi's spot at mania that didn't happen mm-hmm. injuries uh bad booking um retribution yeah retribution i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> uh, but you know just a lot of, a lot of stuff like you know we always said we always heard he's gonna get new gimmicks and then that fell through yeah exactly yeah. so just like but i'm glad you know i'm happy for him yeah it's nice to see him uh with the title once again because wasn't he like uh north american and north american yeah and i think that's it i thought he had the u.s title too at one point didn't he might have but i don't remember that maybe not maybe i'm just tripping was he tag team champion i don't think so either mm-hmm. but i mean i've always been a fan of ali's work it's just the whole character work that he had to do in in WWE didn't really work out and nobody it didn't resonate with anybody so nobody really cared like that yeah but uh, now he's over there making a change for himself and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll probably see him back eventually in WWE and he'll be a lot a lot better because I I gotta admit he his like mike skills were were very minimal when he first started and they started yeah. they barely started getting better as he got released so we'll see what happens there i i'm hoping he keeps the title uh chris saban with the x division championship i wasn't really a fan of so and i i know i heard something that he might be um a little hurt as well there's no confirmation about it but like that he's he's been working a little hurt so we'll see we'll see what happens with that as well see if he takes some time off maybe yeah there's nothing wrong with i mean you always got to take care of yourself first yeah and there's another pay-per-view happening this weekend um the only reason i mention it is because it's going to have sting's last match and that's uh aw's revolution on sunday uh it'll be sting and darby allen against the young bucks for the tag team championships we'll see who wins which is probably going to be the young bucks i don't see them giving sting a send away like here keep the title yeah and, that, yeah. yeah no <laughs> uh that I, I think it was a bad idea to put the belt on them in the first place yeah no i didn't i didn't see the point of it there even, was, there I was even, no point i even read that sting was like uh, I don't think I need a championship but I mean I guess if that's what y'all want to do type deal. yeah cause Sting's gonna do what they say yeah but just like he did in TNA he's, he's always a company guy he's always been like that he's a yes man <laughs> I wouldn't say that no I was just joking but um I, I don't have the whole card of revolution the, I only mentioned that because of Sting I don't really know what's going down on Revolution. I haven't been uh, following AEW too often anymore. And uh, I do know that there was supposed to be a match with Wardlow, Lance Archer, and Will Hobbs, but that one, I think, got postponed. And now they're going to be holding some kind of all-star scramble match is what they call it uh, a, a meat match <laughs> oh yeah that that's what it was called originally the Wardlow, lance archer and powerhouse hobbs was a meat madness match that's horrible that pretty dumb but that's not gonna happen anyway. after all uh <laughs> anyway we did see uh sean spears former AEW. Uh, wrestler and former Ty Dillinger of WWE returned to WWE um, on NXT Tuesday to where Ridge Holland was was uh, going off about quite a bit of things you know Ridge Holland's trying to like get a resurgence in his career it seems in uh, NXT but was 
interrupted as Sean Spears showed up behind him with the chair. Because he is the chairman. <laughs> Don't forget that. And smacked uh, Ridge Holland with the chair quite a bit until, you know, everybody just started chanting the holy crap and got beeped out. And they actually called him Sean Spears. So that's I'm, dope. I'm assuming he's going to stay Sean Spears. That I mean, that is his name. This is um, also a follow up to that Japanese proverb we talked about behind the three faces thing. Uh, it was, I was going to say Ty Dillinger, uh, Sean Spears the whole time. But um, it was me, Rich <laughs> Holland. But I mean, everybody seemed excited surprised it I've, I've heard that a few people were surprised in the back that didn't know he was coming back to the company so that's that's also a cool thing to always keep you know you can keep the secret quiet enough so the boys pop too yeah so that, that's always nice a nice little touch to it i know chris got his fingers and toes crossed that his wife comes back too who ty dillinger's wife Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I, I miss the iconics. <laughs> yeah, Cassie Lee. I think it, didn't she, she had a baby right with him? I believe so. Yeah, I I don't know how long ago that was, but I did see that she was getting back in the ring. I saw some some photos of him and her in the independent scene. I don't know if she's trying to come back. It would be nice to see the iconics back. That was. Probably one of my favorite. Would that be iconic for teams. you? Very. Iconic. <laughs> Love those girls. They're hilarious. But um, moving forward, we did see that uh, there was an uproar in the internet wrestling community as CM Punk was not included in WWE 2K24. So Punk also, you know, posted stuff about it as well himself. Of course, you know, he did this to tease the, the DLC that will be coming out. So, the DLC will include CM Punk, Pat McAfee, Post Malone, Iron Sheik, and more. Now, the post-launch DLC packs will be available individually or with the season pass. Uh, I think it was a couple days ago 2K announced that the 2K24 DLC packs will offer 25 additional playable superstars and personalities across five unique collections. They will be released between May and November 2024. Uh, among the names that will be, of course, CM Punk, um... Post Malone, like I said, Pat McAfee. It was it was cool to see Post on there. I, I gotta admit, I, I kind of popped that Post was gonna be on yeah, there. Yeah, Post is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the DLC packs. Let's see where where they have them. Uh, there's gonna be an ECW Punk pack that releases May 2024, which will consist of CM Punk, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley. Sandman and Terry Funk. It will also include my faction content with a ECW Paul Heyman manager card and superstar cards. The Post Malone and Friends pack will release June 2024, and that one will have Post Malone, Sensational Sherry, Mosh, and Thrasher. Awesome! I love that. Heck yeah! <laughs> Honky Talk Man. N boo! Jimmy Hart. Boo! Why would you boo Jimmy? No, Hart? I love Jimmy Hart. I like He's hilarious. Jimmy, I like Jimmy Hart when he wasn't a heel manager. Oh, he was still he the was still great. Is the best. He's still great regardless. But you know, I'm just I'm just being a wrestling fan. <laughs> I like when I like him. Like when don't hate him when I hate him. <laughs> that one will also include some my faction content. It's not clear on exactly what it's gonna have. There's gonna be a Pat McAfee show pack, which will release July. 2024 that one will include pat mcafee and playable co-hosts but it has not been released exactly who these playable co-hosts are i would assume maybe some of the hosts from the pat mcafee show it's called the pat mcafee show pack yeah so i mean that would be interesting to see that's that's pretty funny if, if we do see 
all of those guys in in a WWE game. <laughs> uh, that one will also have uh, my faction content, which will be a co-host manager cards. That one still hasn't had info for that as well. There will also be a Global Superstars pack that comes out in August 2024. That one will have Jade Cargill, Nia Jax, Michelle McCool, Carlito, Kyrie Sane, Lyra Valkyria, uh, Dragon Lee, and some My Faction content as well. There's also the WCW pack, which will be released in November. And uh, it will have Diamond Dallas Page, The Iron Sheik, Mr. Perfect, uh, The Great Muda, and Lex Luger. I feel like they could have got a little more wcwe with that pack. yeah like some cruiserweight some demolinko some oh i would love to see demolinko in there who else oh but he's with aew isn't oh he? yeah that's yeah <laughs> the juice come on the oh, juice no, <laughs> some some la parca maybe yeah some some some, some good wcw classics i mean yeah great mood is cool I like that, of course. I mean, they could have really... Mr. Perfect. They could have just put Lex Luger in the damn even, game and had him as a WWE guy. The thing I don't understand is, like, Mr. Perfect wasn't even Why Mr. Iron Perfect. Sheik? Yeah. In WCW, he yeah, was just Kurt, Kurt Henning. Henning. Yeah. Rap isn't crap, though. He got life messed Rap up. Rap is crap. <laughs> I love that. That was... <laughs> Yeah, it was good. It was hilarious. Uh, no limit soldiers versus Kurt Henning. Wow, that's crazy. Wow, so nineties. WCW Road Wild. Oh no. <laughs> hey, I loved Road Wild. That was dope. When they would go to Sturges and everybody's out there on their motorcycles. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. Yeah. That was super dope. That's Road a cool. Wild was awesome. Yeah, but um. I think uh, another thing we wanted to talk about was uh, a former NJPW star, New Japan star, Tamatanga, is headed to WWE. Tamatanga is the son of um, Haku. The most dangerous man in all of wrestling. And uh, brother of Hikaleo, who is... Um, Tangaloa, right? Tangaloa in, in New Japan. Um, this is some some good news. I know um, it seems as though the Rainmaker will be end end up in AEW. Let's let's just hope not. And, let's, let's hope not. You know, AEW also got Mercedes Monet coming in. Monet. Uh, I don't know of any other notable stars uh, besides Will Osprey, but he's just still trying to finish those those uh contracted dates and yeah i mean i mean i i, I think tom and tonga is a good get i wish it would be uh tongaloa as well so they could have the gorillas like we were we were talking about earlier i would like to see you know the gorillas do their thing possibly kick the usos out of the the bloodline and take over maybe something like that it i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it I know it it does kind of seem like that family is on their radar now, even especially with like Booker T trying to help Jacob Fatu get in get his foot in the door. I mean, also another thing that we didn't talk about, like what with the rock being there too, like maybe like and he's, you know, part of the TKO brand, so mm -hmm. he could be like, Man, we should bring the other cousins in. Yeah. It's time for all of us to shine. Yeah, you could see that. I mean, uh, they could keep the bloodline thing going. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Roman will have like a a mental breakdown and then go on Raw. I need Drew's championship. Something. You know what I mean? Something. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's plenty of ways to go about it. They can especially because they can go anywhere after. I mean, if Roman loses or wins, which I'm thinking he's gonna lose at Mania. Like, I think they have to do it. They can't burn my boy Cody twice, bro. <laughs> and I'll be Everybody super be, be pissed. pissed. I'd be pissed off. Everybody's already mad he didn't win the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which I knew wasn't gonna. I knew he wasn't gonna win, but don't burn my boy two times. Two time Royal Rumble winner, just to lose two more times. Come yeah, on. I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna give it to Cody. But like I was saying, like I would like to see it to where. It's the Usos versus the Gorillas eventually some some way down the road. I don't know how they would go about it. I know, you know, 
it seems like they're trying to move towards Jay and Jimmy having their match. Maybe if they have their match, they, you know, put their differences aside after the match. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, and maybe Roman's like upset about it. Yeah. And then boom, the gorillas come out. Yeah. So since, since y'all, since y'all want to be all buddy, buddy, I got to find two more stooges pretty much. <laughs> two more stooges. <laughs> and that's what he treats them like. Oh yeah. I know. But, um, yeah, that's something that I would like to see something around those lines. You know what would make sense if, because we were talking about this earlier, uh, whatever happens with them, like if they, Uso, oh, Jimmy gets kicked out of the bloodline, they put the Gorilla's Destiny in the bloodline, but where does that leave Solo? I mean, Solo could always just be like, I'm going to go side with my brothers, like, and then we get a six-man tag, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool, too. Yeah, I mean, they're, they do seem like they're trying to get in to those kind of matches as well just because the whole AEW fan base l- likes those kind of matches as well yeah but they suck so I, I, that's what I'm thinking is they're just trying to give everybody a little bit of everything yeah so that can work out uh, one group I do really like that I did want to mention um, after Sean Spears returned this week we saw Charlie Dempsey take on Noam Dar for the what what is it called the NXT Heritage, Heritage Cup. Cup yeah the Heritage Cup they had no quarter catch crew rules where he didn't know who he was facing until they were in the ring it ended up being Charlie Dempsey I'm a big fan of Charlie Dempsey and a big fan of this no quarter catch crew they actually look like a real crew that you know are there to get stuff done you know they're there to take care of business and um, I've always been a fan of Drew Gulak himself. He's he's a great. He has a ring wrestler. technician, bro. Yeah, he's, he's a general. A, yeah, he's he's amazing. He he's a great ring technician. I I've always loved his work. It's just you know his size is I feel like is what held him back that all that time. Yeah. But now he has the no quarter catch crew with Damon Kemp. And for uh, those who don't, sorry to cut you off, but for those who don't know, Charlie Dempsey is William Regal's son. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just his image. hair's a little longer than than Regal's used to be, but uh, d- they have that group now, and it's Drew Gulak, Damon Kemp, who's the brother of Gable Stevenson. He's been doing the work out there in in NXT for a while now, and he's been he's been looking real good, doing real good. Miles Bourne uh, started making his debut not that long ago. That's when he started uh, training with Drew Gulak, and they started that no quarter catch crew and then charlie dempsey came came in a while back and and ended up joining i can't remember exactly how they joined i just remember they just it just seemed like friends that that trained together is what it seemed like they were going off of so they they end up you know doing their thing i'm i'm hoping they're gonna end up in the the main roster because i i really like the crew and um I know I told you, and this will probably get some people upset, but I, I feel like they're just a better version of the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club from AEW. I mean, I got to watch it more. I mean, I'm not a fan of the BCC at all, but it's only because of certain members. And well, then like John the BCC, they have, they have some good talent in there, but I, do. I, I don't like them as a crew. That's just... Simple it's like a, a, a group of like mixed mixed match guys, dude. So, and I I get what you mean. Yeah, like I, they don't as a team, they don't look like they mesh together well. Mm-hmm. And like these guys, they look they like, look legit. Yeah. And they 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 go out to the when they go out to the ring, it's all business. It's not like there's no no yeah. extravagant entrance. There's no. They just go out there and they look like they're ready to fight. Yeah, because don't all of them come out out separately? Yeah, they well they come out together if if it's like certain situations, but somewhat yeah, they still you know put the focus on on each each person of the crew, and it's not like it's uh, just all over the place. Because I feel like the Blackpool Combat Club, they're even their their um, feuds, I feel like we're all over the place too. But that's just my opinion. I know some people are gonna get upset about that, but it's all good. I'm not that like I don't really care too much what 
anybody thinks of my opinion i mean it's an opinion everybody that likes wrestling has an opinion and are gonna yeah. voice it so like you know whatever but um i did hear that uh tna was going to start doing or they're looking into starting live shows i believe it was from the wrestling observer yeah right here uh wrestling observer dave melcher noted that TNA Wrestling is looking to do live weekly television for their flagship show, TNA Impact. Now, they air on uh, Access TV every Thursday, but they've been looking at uh, multiple venues, I guess, to, to start doing live events. And uh, one of the venues included Full Cell University, where NXT was uh, held at for, for quite some time. Uh, WWE actually left the performance center like during the pandemic and they haven't been back so we'll see what happens there I would love to see some live TNA impact rather than you know some tape stuff because yeah. I try my best not to to see the little spoilers because they tape everything like way ahead of time I don't know how this is going to go over with the the talent though because they're already upset with the whole Scott Demore thing. Um, I don't see it uh, boding well for the people in the back just just being already frustrated. And now they're... Because a lot of them, they're in TNA because they know it's a smaller schedule. It's a less work schedule. You yeah, know? it's really a lot less than WWE or AEW. Yeah, because they go there. They go to an area. They hold a pay-per-view. That same area, they stay there and they record almost like a whole month i think it is a whole month's worth of so pretty much TV. they just like pretty much build the show build a pay-per-view and then dip yeah okay that's cool that's cool so i don't know if it's gonna when it will happen it will continue to be every thursday but uh full sale might be one of those places we'll see what happens uh, i would love for it to be in full sale it would be nice because uh, a lot of people that go to Full Sail now can work with them. You know, people who were hoping to work with WWE like I once did. I was actually planning to go to Florida for, you know, my last I had my last couple semesters because I just wanted to, to get some intern work done. And, you know, WWE's NXT was there at the time. And then, boom, the pandemic happened. I never got to do any of that, unfortunately. But, I mean, that that's a good way for, for the students to, to cut their teeth. So, I would love for them to, to make it that way. That'd be dope. I could see them benefiting from that. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who went to Full Sail, teachers included, maybe probably miss wrestling, too. Yeah, miss having that, that opportunity to give students to where they, here, you can, you know, get some work done. And it's actual, like, production work rather yeah. than... Rather than just in class work, I would love to see that happen. I did see that there was also uh, an injury that I didn't even know about. Uh, apparently, Piper Nevin suffered a broken hand recently. Oh wow! I don't know when it happened. I believe it was uh, in her match with Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance. I believe. Um, there's no no real um like elaboration on the hand injury is just she's been out as of late and last month uh the fear was that she had broke her hand so hopefully it's not not broken there hasn't been like any like clarification on the the matter so i'm, I'm just hoping maybe it was bruised a bruised hand and she had to sit out for a little bit yeah, well, all we can do is hope. Honestly, all we can do is hope. But if it is a first time, I'm sure she'll be back in some type of like. Are oh, this the champs? No, no. They lost? Yeah. Because the Kabuki Warriors are the Oh, champs. yeah. I forgot about that, man. <laughs> that belt's been passed around. Oh, I know. Lot, I, the so tag many times. titles are just. I don't know. Just get rid of them already. Y'all done flopped Didn't they that. used to say they were they were cursed? Like, there's like a yeah. thing that people say. I mean, pretty much, bro. Since day one, everybody's had that championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I, and I, it, you can't even keep up because it's always somebody new. 
Well, and then remember they even got rid of the NXT because they were thinking about doing an NXT Women's Championship. But then in that part too, that they're supposed yeah. to. Oh, I forgot Defend who it, it was. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I think it was when it was Sasha and Bailey. It was also uh, when um, Piper Nevin ha- and Chelsea Green had it. They defended it in NXT as well, because I, I guess, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen them do that in in a good while, honestly. But it would be cooler to see it taken around to every. Yeah, every, exactly. But then you think about it that way. That's every show. Every show. What's wrong with that, though? I mean, so. I feel like they should they're, do that just to They're going to have a full schedule though. Like you think about it some of these these champions they don't go to every show. They stay on their show or they go to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. There's a nice little gap between Raw and SmackDown, but if you're the tag team women's champion, you got to go to Raw, SmackDown or Raw, NXT and then SmackDown after. That's true. And then what about if there's a pay-per-view? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, it seems like a big workload. I don't I don't think they should get an NXT Women's Championship because there really isn't that much NXT tag teams like that. It don't seem... Well, there is, but there's not any, like, that I think would be worthy for a title run. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. I agree. Other than that, I think that's all we really had because we didn't we didn't write anything down. We didn't organize anything this week. It was all pretty much off the cuff. Still came out pretty good though. Oh, I hope they think so. <laughs> <laughs> sure they will. But uh, yeah, that's all we have for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful weekend and a a great Friday tomorrow. Uh, y'all take care. Happy leap year. You know, it's the 29th today, right? Yes. Yeah. So actually I have to tell my little cousin happy birthday because she was born on the leap year. But anyway, that's all we have for you today, folks. Oh, Pat has something. I got an announcement to make. Uh, I'm going to drop an EP next month on Spotify. And uh, when I do the podcast with Chris, I'll go ahead. But before I drop it, I'm going to go ahead and give out the name and you know the track list and mm-hmm. uh so but before i drop it though, i will you know give chris my links and everything so he could put it on the uh our spotify website you know and hopefully you guys like my music like you guys like like our podcast yeah definitely go ahead and check him out uh when he drops that uh what when are you planning on dropping it exactly mid or towards the end of march towards the end of march so keep an eye out towards the end of march uh pat will be dropping that ep we'll see what he's got and we'll see what y'all think thank you for tuning in today and we hope y'all have a wonderful weekend y'all take care and be careful out there